Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling one 800 414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin, and my guests today are truly amazing. At this time last year, they had no experience in the restaurant industry. And before July 23rd, they didn't have experience like live operating a food establishment. And yet, as we record today, they are one of the hottest spots in Omaha with lines frequently spilling out the door of Omaha's first frozen custard shop. Of course, I'm talking about Countryside Cones. And with me today are owners, Allie and Chase Woodward. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks a lot for having us, Dan. Our pleasure to be here. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. And unfortunately, we have to start off with a question I think you guys have probably answered 10 million times over the last couple weeks. But I'm contractually obligated to, (laughs) to ask it. You guys are a custard shop. What is the main difference between custard and ice cream, just so we enter the conversation with a clear understanding for all the listeners. Yeah, frozen custard has egg yolks in it, which makes it different from ice cream. And it has a certain amount of butter fat, which means it's extra creamy and rich. And premium ice creams also have a high amount of butter fat, but with the addition of the egg yolks, it makes it a little bit different and smooth and Thick and delicious. Yeah, I, I think it, it really comes down to that texture. And, and I love just normal ice cream. There's nothing wrong with it. But there's something like there's that smooth, like velvety mouthfeel that yes. you get from custard that you don't quite get with ice cream, at least not to the same level. Yes, I agree. And then it, it's a little bit different than just soft serve ice cream because it's thicker than that. It has less overrun or air. Um, but... It's different than soft serve in that it has um, less overrun or air in it, and it's different than hard scooped ice cream because it has more overrun than that. So it kind of falls in the middle, but it's still a little bit different with the egg yolks. And it's something I grew up enjoying, and I wanted to bring it here to Omaha. So. One thing I noticed, um, even just yesterday tasting it, is it's not quite as cold as ice cream. That's is. a good point. Yes, um, when you bite into it. Um, it, it's certainly cool. It's extremely smooth and thick, and and velvety is the word you used. But when you when you when you lick it or or bite it, it, it you don't get that brain freeze. Like it, that's never going to happen with custard when <laughs> when I eat it. Like it's just not as as cold. Is something kind of curious about it? 
Uh huh. And I, I I want to differentiate something that you said, Allie, brought this into my mind. Is I think when a lot of people first hear the term custard, at least in Omaha, their first thought is going to go to Culver's because that's really our main way to get custard. Right. But yours is different because it's more, it's served soft serve. It's not like a mix in or anything like that. It is more cones. Uh, dishes, things things of that nature. Right, yeah. So it is a soft-serve style custard, which differentiates us even more. <laughs> so in New Jersey, where I grew up, that is what um, was popular there, the soft-serve style frozen custard. And, um, yeah, you can't really find that here. As I have not come across it anywhere else, so I think we are the first to do it. But, um, yeah, so... Our custard, instead of coming out of a traditional custard machine where it kind of spills out into a, a tub that they serve it from, ours comes out of a soft serve machine. Um, but it's still thicker than the soft serve and still has less air. We can control all that with the machine. But um, yes, yeah, soft serve custard is what we brought to to Omaha here. It truly is unique. You haven't experienced this, and that's why people need to get out and try it. So one thing I find very interesting about your menu is you you keep it so basic. You've got the options are vanilla, chocolate, twist, or Dole Whip. And then, of course, you can add other toppings and ingredients to go along with that. But in an age where giant menus are all the rage and and restaurants and, uh, you know, different um, food establishments are trying to offer everything at once, how did you decide to just go limited with kind of a pared-down menu? Uh, probably had to do with our kids and just knowing how indecisive they can be. So it was really important to me to have a very simple menu that wouldn't overwhelm kids or parents with the kids. Um, and again, that's kind of how I grew up. It was just very simple, um, you know, kind of roadside stands that we'd go to. And yeah, there weren't a lot of options, but I feel like chocolate and vanilla are such classics that people fall back on anyways. So if we just stick to that with, you know, some toppings and we have some specialty cones that we've been doing that um, we'll be able to rotate. So we'll have a few fun things. But yeah, for the most part, it's just simple because I, I want lines to move too since we do anticipate and have already seen some rushes like after sporting events. So that... That was a goal of mine was to have a limited menu to uh, filter people through and because they're just the classics. So Yeah, that was definitely the original concept was straightforward menu from the beginning is we wanted to keep it simple. Yeah, no frills. Some of my, you know, people have great memories of ice cream shops growing up. There was a Baskin Robbins in Rockbrook Village that we went to. Uh, but one of, you know, one of the little snags about it is the wait time. Um, if people get complex orders or malts or shakes, they're delicious. But if a baseball team gets in there, it can turn into a frustrating stay. Um, so efficiency was was a big part of the decision there, too. Mm-hmm. I love that your first thought in how you were going to decide the menu was family. Mm-hmm. And what would our kids want to do? Like, how are we not going to overwhelm our kids? And I think that that really sums up... Uh, countryside cones so well because it is such a family establishment i mean from the minute you walk in there you've got just the brightly colored walls you've got um uh the the characters painted on the walls Mm -hmm. you've got just a really inviting space you can see all the ice cream behind the counter 
I remember walking in there the first time, and I don't have kids yet, but I was I thought to myself, this is a place I would want to bring my kids. How did just wanting to create a family space kind of inspire Countryside Cones as you develop the concept? The, the idea came about because we were walking our kids around our neighborhood, and we literally wanted to take them to an ice cream shop, but there was, there was none there. Um, so um, as we floated that idea a few times, we finally like, well, maybe we should start one. Um, so it was our own desire to take our kids to a family-friendly ice cream parlor that uh, gave, that was the, the genesis of this whole thing. And you see that in what it's come to, the design and the concept. Um, Ali can talk about the design a little bit more. I mean, yeah, I just, I wanted it to be kid-friendly. I mean, we built this basically for our children, so. And you have three so kids. We have What three. are their ages? Yep, so we have a four-year-old girl named Claire, and then we have Ruth, who is two, and we have a baby boy named Robert, who is eight months old. There you go. Yep, so he, we signed this lease. He was not even a month old. <laughs> <laughs> A bold venture to be sure, but you guys are making it work. We're making that's, it that's work, beautiful. yeah. Now, Allie, you mentioned that you were born and raised in New Jersey, and you spent almost your entire life on the East Coast before uh, relocating to Omaha to be with Chase in 2017. <laughs> before we get into the the ramifications of how that background and how that upbringing inspired Countryside Cones, I just want to know, how did you guys meet? Yeah, you want to take it away? Uh, sure. Um I- so I, I was born in Omaha, went to Westside, and um, had had my eyes on uh, medical training the, the whole way. So um, I went to Chicago for 10 years for undergrad and med school. Then after that, you do a residency in orthopedic surgery. That was five years. I was matched in, um, in Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania. And their their crown jewel of their program is the Children's Hospital, and it's called CHOP, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. It's really a world-famous children's hospital, um, and I got to do orthopedic surgery training there. Um, so I was on that campus, and Allie was a ICU nurse there in the um, neonatal ICU, so, so the newest, pre, you know, premature babies. Um, and, and we would, I would, we would make our ways around there, but we, uh, <laughs> we connected, um, and, you know, he brought me breakfast one morning. There yeah, you go. I, I like what Food I saw. Food is the way to a woman's heart. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we had a great time yeah, and we hit went it out off. To dinner and, and yeah, the rest is history. Allie took me down to the Jersey Shore for some custard not long after, and I knew this was this was real. <laughs> that, this, that's when you knew when this, she this shared is, the this custard. is for real. <laughs> so speaking yeah, speaking so. of that custard, just take me back, Allie. Like. You, both in this conversation on your website, you talk about the, having these memories of walking, you know, down the boardwalk as a kid with a with a cone of custard, and it's just like dripping down your arm. Like, yeah, what what kind of memories does that bring up? Just kind of thinking back on that experience. Yeah, I mean, the memories are less about the ice cream itself. I mean, other than the experience of yes, it just melting all over you when it's a hundred degrees out, but. Um, <laughs> You know, it doesn't have anything to do with the taste. It's just I remember, you know, walking on the boardwalk and feeling just really happy and excited to be a kid and to be at the beach and with my family. And, um, you know, aside from just the Jersey Shore, I mean, all of South Jersey 
where I lived. I mean, yep, frozen custard is popular, but the soft serve style, not yes, the traditional yes, one yes. that you see in the Midwest. You don't see that in New Jersey. Um, so yeah, even after dinner at home, my family liked to go out to the ice cream shop nearby. And that was just kind of our like Sunday evening tradition before the week started up. We would just be outside together enjoying ice cream kind of before things got crazy again for the week. And it was just, I, I just have good memories of that. I mean, everyone gets so busy in their lives and you maybe take for granted the amount of time you do have with your family. So you hold on to memories as simple as that, but are special because you were together. And yeah, it, it was my dad's favorite thing to do was to get ice cream. And he just passed away in December. Maybe, maybe that's part of the reason why we did this as quickly as we did. But um, yeah, it just, it brings me back to that. And I, I want my kids to have similar memories of, I mean, not, not eating ice cream, but just being with family, going somewhere. And it's wholesome, and it, it's just a good way to make memories. I mean, ice cream, I think you just associate with happy feelings most of the time. Right. So. I, I mean, I don't have those exact same memories because I grew up in Omaha. I'm not out walking on the boardwalk. But you do have those memories of even if it's just going out to Dairy Queen with the yeah. family or – yeah, finish up a baseball tournament. Everybody's all hot and sticky, and you go, and everybody gets, uh, you know, everybody gets a blizzard or whatever it might be. Like, there's something about eating ice cream that does just create memories. Yeah, that's that aren't about the ice cream itself. But I don't know. It's it, it's funny how you mention that because, like, even more so than a meal, I think ice cream is just kind of an excuse to to get together and yeah, you celebrate with it. Yeah, I mean. It's a we treat. did, th- yeah, we did that all the time too. After you know, chorus mm-hmm. concerts in elementary school, or yep, soccer games. Everyone met at the ice cream shop, and you great. remember that. I mean, great way to create memories. Yeah. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about certified Piedmontese. Did you know that just one percent of all cattle raised in the U.S. is Piedmontese? Or that this red meat is so healthy that it's similar in micronutrients to Atlantic salmon and chicken breast? Rare, healthy, and most importantly, delicious. That's a trio that just can't be beat. I'm so confident that you'll get hooked on certified Piedmontese beef like I did that I want to help you try it. When you visit Piedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, you'll receive 25% off your order. That's 25% off steaks, burgers, brats, sausages, and even bacon. Yeah, I said it. Beef bacon. It'll change your life. Use my promo code to score a great deal and experience why certified Piedmontese is such a big deal today. All right, so real fun question coming up next. But first, I want to take a quick second to give a shout out to the newest sponsor of the podcast, and that's Lone Tree Foods. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about the value of using local ingredients. Not only do they enhance the flavor of food, but they also support local producers. And that's why Lone Tree Foods is such an awesome company. It connects small farms and food producers with local restaurants, stores, schools, and families. Check out LoneTreeFoods.com to find local produce and herbs, meats, dairy, eggs, grains, and more. All right, and now the fun question. You guys have no experience in the restaurant industry, (laughs) and I don't say that to make fun of you, but to note how amazing your story is. So you kind of got into this a little bit, Chase, but you guys both have medical backgrounds, uh, 
Allie, you were a pediatric ICU nurse. Chase, mm-hmm. you still are a practicing orthopedic spine surgeon. So you, you kind of got into the story a little bit. Just during the pandemic, yeah, it was like walking outside was just a thing because that was one of the few things that we could do safely um, that wasn't in our house. And you just had this idea, like, we wish that we had a an ice cream shop near us or a custard shop near us, and it didn't exist in Countryside Village. And so you guys were like, well, what if we did it? Yeah. That, that, that's just wild to me. Take, take, take me through that first conversation. Who brought it up first? Mm, how did we come up with the idea? We've always toyed with the idea of owning a small business of some sort. Just we've always thought that could be fun. We didn't know what that would look like, what sort of business. And then, I mean, there's more times than just once that we've mentioned wanting an ice cream shop in our neighborhood. And then just being so surprised there wasn't one. Like, the closest one to us is the Dairy Queen at 114th and Dodge. Yeah. I don't know if that's true exactly, but that's kind of, it's like, how how is there not, we're in such a, rich, uh, sorry, dense residential area with schools and churches and little kids. Like our, our neighborhood itself is turning over. There's more young families. Why isn't there a place you can walk to for that traditional ice cream treat? The, yeah, the area I, is literally called Countryside Village. You should not be allowed to be called Countryside Village if you don't have an ice cream <laughs> shop. Like, strongly it's, agree. It's not allowed, but luckily you guys fixed that. Yeah. So, so sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I'm interrupting too. <laughs> no, I mean, so, yeah, we've always been kind of interested in trying a, a small business project or starting yeah. something. And I guess I think a business principle is like, what does the market need? And I think we identified it, and we did some market research. You know, yeah, we, I mean, I always knew that if I was going to have my ideal ice cream shop in the neighborhood, it was going to be something like Jersey Shore Boardwalk Custard. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I thought, well, that can't be that hard to recreate, so <laughs> maybe we should do it. And here we are. Yeah, I, I started writing a business plan and I feel like I taught myself everything you learn in business school in a matter of a month and <laughs> and I wrote a really elaborate business plan and I was proud of myself and nice. I've learned so much about business and ice cream um, and now management now that we're open and it's I've learned a ton yeah I was, I was really proud of Allie putting together that business plan I mean that's that's how I knew it. This was this was real. It has legs. We're we're, we're, we're we're not going back. This is actually happening. Um, yeah, and it's we we pulled in people. It, it, so the the business is really hyper local. The people that are supporting it, we 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 know them. They're friends um, from from the designer. Uh, that came in from the banker who helped us to some refrigerator consultants. And um, once you get all these people involved and they're supportive, it feels like there's so much momentum. This is, this is happening. It's exciting. And all of a sudden there was too much momentum. We're not turning back. This is going. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm happy. I I felt that way at some point. It's like, okay, this, this is, this is happening now. There's, there's no turning back. (laughs) 
Do you remember, I, I know you don't remember like the first conversation or when one of you first suggested it, but do you remember like a rough timeline of when this idea started to become something more than just like, a, oh, we, we could do this, but it was like, uh oh, this is real. Did you say in the fall, maybe? The fall the of 2021? Of 20, yeah. Yeah, it had to be sometime or when when Robert was born, so Before sometime that, in, yeah. sometime around Thanksgiving of 21. I think I had just put out a feeler to Countryside Village, just just emailed them just to see if they would have any interest in an ice cream shop, and, and they were very enthusiastic about the idea, and then, yeah, we, we toured a space, we toured a few of the bays to pick one out and see, oh, if we really did do this, where would it go? And then I brought our friend who's a designer through and then, yeah, just one thing leads to another and then you just... Well then, yeah, that's exactly right. You see the space, you draft a lease, get some drawings of design plans, you talk to a banker, It just you're, yeah. you're going, and then you look at your schedule, you're like, hey, if we want to open by the time school lets out, we better get going, and then we were going. Yeah, because our goal, our real goal, it, it was a pretty aggressive timeline. We wanted to open by June. Yeah, like Memorial Day weekend was kind of or, my target, but that we ran into some snags or just some delays. I mean, the supply chain is a real concern, and that, yeah, slowed us down. So, Yeah, specifically the ice cream machines are very sophisticated pieces of equipment. They have, you know, microchips that are on short supply, and we had we changed companies a couple times, and Alley hustled, and finally we found some over in Iowa, and they were over here, and we opened yeah, two weeks later. Yeah, then we later, got over. So. As soon as our ice cream machines arrived, we were able to open, so... Yeah. <laughs> So you can't open without an ice cream machine. It would it be ra- it would be rather difficult. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I think the most amazing thing is we've been talking about this business and putting it together for three or four minutes now, and we haven't mentioned custard or ice cream at all. It's been <laughs> everything else, and I think that's what people, a lot of people, don't understand about a restaurant is that it is so much more than just the food. Like when you're opening an establishment for the first time, it's not just making food and, and developing recipes, but it's leasing a space and buying equipment and tra- hiring and training employees and passing inspections mm-hmm. and it, getting insurance and dealing with supply shortages and all this stuff. And this was all new to you. Yes. How did, mm-hmm. like, what kind of crash course did you, you kind of mentioned the whole business school, like doing it in a month thing. What kind of crash course did you have to put yourself through to level up on all this stuff in time to open. I know. It's just a lot of late night Googling and being on my computer. And, um, yeah, I mean, there was nights I was just opening the uh, food codes for Nebraska, and those are like 300 pages long, and I'm just trying to sift through all of it and figure out what we need to put into this building codes. And, yeah, I, I mean, I did not have any formal training booklet or anything to guide me just kind of when an issue came to me I researched it and figured out the best solution and I yeah I don't know that's just really all just I've just been doing it on my own for the most part and I mean if I run into someone that might be an expert in the industry I'll talk to them but I mean 
there's not that many right in Omaha. I mean, there are some, but, um, and there are a lot of good online communities for ice cream shop owners, like even just Facebook groups that I got to be a part of. And they actually are really helpful and you can um, talk with them or, yeah, there's some ice cream training schools out there some online programs that we did participate in. So I guess that helped with um, some of it because they go into the business side of it as well. Um, so maybe that was the that was the official training that I had was um, ice cream school. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the ice cream community is really friendly. And we're seeing that in Omaha too since we've opened, like with the other ice cream shops in town. It's It's been kind of cool to see the support. But the, the, the broader ice cream community nationally is been extremely helpful and we we came into this humble you know we, yeah we we're not pretending we're, we're, to we're be not, chefs or no, i mean they're it, the custard is chocolate and vanilla it's it's good but it's simple i mean it's not artisanal you're not going to find exotic flavors and we figured if you're going to enter the food industry this has to be the simplest model ice cream mm-hmm. i mean it's one product from a machine. I mean, there is a lot of science behind it that I've since learned, but um, yeah, we're still keeping it simple because we also are new to this. We, you have a new appreciation when you go into another restaurant, like next door to us, the sushi restaurant, Koji, and you're just like, wow, look at all the moving parts here. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we're humble. Yeah. Um, so you guys have kind of talked about, you know, being humble and everything. I think that's one of the biggest things that sticks out to me is, like, if I if I think about opening a restaurant, like, I absolutely love, love, love pizza. If I could spend all day just making, thinking about eating pizza, I would love to do that. <laughs> but I know I can't open a restaurant. I'm never going to open a restaurant. I'm not even going to try. That's not my skill set. That's not – it's just not going to happen. At some point, I'm sure you had that mental wall, but you just busted right through it. How were you able to overcome those thoughts of, we've never done this before. Not only have we not sold, made and sold custard, but we haven't started a business, yet you just kept going. You didn't allow those voices to stop you. What, like, what did you tell yourself when those moments of doubt creeped up? Yeah, I guess I figured I just had to push myself out of my comfort zone. Like That's just how people grow in general, so... I, I was interested in starting a business, and I was interested in having an ice cream shop. So we we just kind of went for it. And, um, I mean, I'm grateful that we were able to, you know, get a bank loan as easily as we did. And I have a supportive husband. And I remember one point you said to me, like, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, it's, it's a however many year lease with Countryside Village and, um, you know, the worst thing that happens is we, we close up after it. I mean, there's, there's a loss with your initial investment, but ultimately it's not going to devastate our family. So, I mean, we had a little bit of security that way and, um, yeah, I mean, you don't know until you try. So we tried and yeah, it did put me out of my comfort zone, but I, I'm really proud of myself now. So yeah, I'm proud of it's, you too. it's worth it. Yeah, you should be proud. Yeah. Um, well, let's get to the ice cream part of it, or the custard part of it. Uh, you mentioned you took like some some online classes <laughs> and learned some things, but uh, other than that, like, h- how did you level up your 
your custard making game? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Had you ever made it before no. Before you wanted to open the... No. no? Never made no, ice we, cream. Okay. We, we made it one week before we opened. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, I have a little countertop ice cream maker at home, but it's just... It's just not the same. Slightly different I'm, production scale. I mean, yeah, exactly. Until you have the real deal machine, it's kind of hard to start playing with it. Yeah, it's not like I ever worked in an ice cream shop growing up. Um, I, again, I guess I just did a lot of research and um, talk about talk about the dairy. Yeah, I mean, so when you do soft serve, it's pretty difficult to create your own base for the ice cream, and I think the majority of at least soft serve um, shops, you get your base, you source it from dairy farms, producers, um, which we did. And I spent a ton of time researching, um, you know, the best uh, producers of custard specifically. And yeah, we got connected with one that we're now going to continue to partner with that, um, creates a really high quality base that we can add our own flavors to. Um, but yeah, up until we had the machines, I mean, it's just kind of tinkering. We're still tinkering with it. I mean, I feel like things could still change, but I feel like we have a really good start and now we can only improve it now. And now that we have more time, we'll be able to kind of play with more recipes Um because like Chase said, once those machines came in, like we wanted to open. So we, d- we didn't spend a ton of time playing around in there. But um, thankfully, those machines um, come from great companies that also have a lot of support, um, you know, service reps in the area and people that are just really knowledgeable in custard and ice cream and have been really helpful to us. So we're still learning and we're still improving. So We toyed around with some different... Um menu options leading up to this did some brainstorming we we went pretty deep on dip cones yeah we thought about doing dips or you know the hard shell over the ice cream like having that kind of be our twist on things um and many different dips and decorating and we kind of backed off of that then well it's getting too complicated again and i wanted to get back to the simplicity of it so we did we have Four specialty cones that we we dress up and make more fun for someone to choose from. But um, I mean, we'll talk about yeah. those real quick because those have the core in yeah. them, which I that was something new to me. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, so that, inform the listeners. That's really fun. Yeah, that I thought would be better than the dips because it yeah it makes your soft serve cone a little bit dressed up, but. Yeah, the dips have been done, and I feel like the core, I just saw some other shops um, doing that, not in Omaha, but just from this ice cream community I've now become a part of across the whole country. Some of them were, yeah, making a hole in the middle of their cones, or in the ice cream in the cone, and then filling that with the sauce as opposed to, um, you know, drizzling it on top. So I I think that is kind of a fun little surprise or... um, Something special to enjoy with the cone. Um, so, yeah, each of our specialty cones is filled with a different sauce, and then we roll that in a topping or two, and then, yeah, dress it up with a like, little piece of candy or whatever goes with that particular specialty. And, um, yeah, I didn't want there to be more than, like, three of those that'll stay, and then we have one that'll rotate probably about monthly. So 
we've been trying to come up with the next one. Right now it's a s'mores as our specialty, but we're thinking of maybe something back to school, football, or we're in West Side, so maybe we'll have to do a, a West Side cone, but um, we'll kind of have fun there. But, um, yeah, the rest of the menu is just going to be pretty simple. So, so I just want to tease some taste buds because I, I really want to get people, like, in on this idea mm-hmm. of the specialty core ice cream. So you mentioned that gimme s'more. That's vanilla ice cream with a marshmallow core rolled in graham crackers <laughs> and topped with a little piece of Hershey's chocolate. I mean, if you're a s'mores fan and that doesn't sound good, I don't know what to tell you. The one that I tried was called the Chunky Dunk. Yeah, that's which my is favorite. <laughs> cho- chocolate ice cream with a peanut butter core rolled in chocolate sprinkles. I mean, it's what Reese's custard would taste like it's absolutely delicious and it is so weird like even (laughs) when you know it's coming to bite into that and get like that texture sensation of the core and then (laughs) the flavor hits you like even though you expect it the first time it's just like whoa that was cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i want to get back to something that you said a couple minutes ago ali you were talking about you're still tinkering with the recipes you're still tinkering with the processes what does that look like does that look like you come into a day and you say i i want the you know let's try something different with the base what would happen if we added you know a little bit more eggs to this batch or something like that and then you just try it and see how that affects like what does the tinkering process look like yeah Things like that, adding (laughs) flavorings to the base, but even um, tinkering with the machine itself, you can control, um, you know, how much air gets put into it, and that can actually kind of change the mouthfeel quite a bit. Um, But, yeah, the flavors, I mean, just adding flavors to the base and seeing what um, might taste good, and then, um, yeah, the amount of air that goes into it, and... um, and then coming up with our different, like, Sunday, like our mixes with the toppings. But, um, yeah, that, I, I guess that's what goes along with tinkering. <laughs> Just, we, we were very you know. purposeful in our video menu boards, so we could easily change change our lineup because we, we knew we'd want to do some tinkering as we get yeah, going. Yeah, so we have digital menu boards, so we can yep. update that kind of easily. So. All right, take me back to that first day, uh, July 23rd. So really just a couple weeks ago, as of, as of uh, we record this right now, just what do you remember most? Nerves. I remember an hour before we opened our cash register drawer wasn't opening. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, probably up until like five minutes before we opened the doors, and then I don't know how we even figured it out. But, um, yeah, it didn't want to open, didn't want to connect to the register. So <laughs> just a lot of nerves. But if that was the worst that was going to happen that day, then it was going to be fine. But, yeah, I think I was just nervous because I was anticipating just – some sort of catastrophe or something devastating was going to happen that day. And, and it didn't. So by the second day, I relaxed and felt better. But, um, yeah, I, until now, it's been hard to really, like, step back and, like, take it all in and, like, enjoy it. Like, there's just still a lot going on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying it, and I'm proud, but... Um, I'm I'm still stressed and kind of tense about it all because it's so new and we are still working out kinks and, you know, even just our traffic flow and how we serve people or the way we 
handle the cups and the cones. Like we're just, we're trying to do everything right and be the most efficient, but there's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts and managing and training everyone to be on the same page. And, um, yeah, so I hope people will um, understand that we are a new business and new to this, and we are doing everything we can to offer a really good experience, and, and I think we have, but um, yeah, we just want to continue to make it better and better, and that just ha- puts a lot of thoughts into my head. So My, my first day experience was different, though. I, I wasn't nervous at all. I was just, <laughs> I was just, I was just um, my favorite part was seeing people from the neighborhood. I grew up in the area. There were some families I haven't seen for for a very long time that now have grandchildren that came, and um, it was just really special to to see families come together again. Um, to me, that that's the connections we've made um, through just professionally and socially through this has been the most rewarding part by by far. And then I'm just I was just also just really proud of what Allie's done, and I want to show it off and have people meet her and she's not, she's only been in Omaha four years this month mm-hmm. for basically. And, um, th- this is just a great opportunity for her to showcase her, her skills and her personality. And I'm, I'm super happy and excited about that. Well, I can affirm you, Allie, that everything is running smoothly. I'm sure that there are times when it doesn't, but I came in last night and neither you nor your store manager, who is awesome, Anna, were, were there. And Chase actually told me before we got on the mics that that was like the first time that in, since Countryside Cones has been open that one of you two hasn't been there. But it was just three, three, three other employees. Mm-hmm. And I, I was kind of like, okay, let's, let's see how this thing works. And it ran so smoothly. I mean, just a well-oiled machine. I was in and out within two minutes, and most of that was just me choosing what I wanted. <laughs> they were friendly. They were efficient. So, Oh, perfect. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Nice job. You're good doing, job, team. You're doing great. Uh, what was the initial response on that first day? Because, I mean, you guys have done a good job on social media and teasing things out, but anytime you open a new establishment, there's always kind of that, I'm sure there's that sense of, do people know about this? Are they going to be able to find it? What was the initial response? I think it was overwhelmingly positive, and I mean, that first day was busy. I don't think there was a moment that there was not a customer in the store um, throughout that whole weekend, and I mean, even since then, it's just been steady. I mean, we've been really fortunate, because I didn't know for sure. I I, I thought, yes, this is going to be really successful, and I, I think we're doing something good here, but you don't really know. You're just, you're hopeful that it will be that way, and I mean, so far, it actually does seem to be going well, so... Do you want to talk about Danielle for a moment? I, I can, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's give a shout out to Danielle. Yeah, we love Danielle with um, Passport PR. But um, her children go um, to the same preschool and daycare that my children go to. So um, one of the teachers actually linked us together and um, sat and met with Danielle for coffee one day. And yeah, her um, expertise is uh, PR and she knows a lot of people in the food industry and just in media in general. So she was able to um, help us there getting the uh, word out. And she linked us to Dan here and they're grateful for that. So um, yeah, Danielle's been awesome. I think so. she did an excellent job. Yeah, she, she's, she was a huge part of getting the word out early. I'm so happy we worked with her. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she's fantastic. She's a former coworker of mine, actually, at King King. So mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, try and give her a shout out at some point here because she does really good work and she's a great person. Yeah, she's phenomenal. So now that the shop has been open for several weeks, maybe we're even on a month now, uh, or coming up on a month, have you seen, Allie, people having that experience that you had as a kid that you wanted to transfer? Obviously, it's not exactly the same, but have you kind of, I, I would imagine that would be just so rewarding to get to see that. Have you, have you seen that? It is, and my favorite time to go over there now is like around 7 o'clock, everyone's finished eating, and then you see families trickling out, and they're together. They're sitting outside in the tables, and then, you know, everyone knows each other. So then you see those families catching up with other friends, family, neighbors, and, yeah, that does feel really good. And I, I think that is exactly what I wanted for the neighborhood and when we were at the playground the other day, and then um, a couple walked by. Uh, they're, they're the parents of one of the employees at the shop, and they were headed down there. And even they commented, they said, man, I, I think you guys really did something here. Like, we're just seeing so many more people out walking. And I think they're walking over to the ice cream shop, and people are just enjoying being together. And, yeah, so even, I mean, they noticed it, and that, that just makes me feel really good because that's what we wanted. So, I mean... It is, it's less about the ice cream and more just about having somewhere to go and, and be together. So it, It's fun to see it be cross-generational, too. It's, it's the little kids who, who love it, and they get messy, and they're photogenic, and it's cute. <laughs> and then it's the high schoolers that work there, and it's their first job, and they're learning a skill, and it's, it's the first thing on their resume. And this is literally a starting point for them professionally. And I think that's actually a really neat mentorship opportunity and it's the parents that are our age with little kids to socialize with and and talk about how it's going and that you know the toddler life is its own challenge and the older parents who are mentors to us and then it's the grandparents uh, that come and bring their bring their little ones and i think seeing all those different stages of life and how they can enjoy the ice cream shop is is really really neat yeah, that's special. You guys have, since you opened, you guys have been doing a lot of media. I've seen you do <laughs> uh, TV hits. Um, you've been on social media a lot. What is one question that no one's asked you or one story that you haven't gotten to tell anyone that you'd like to talk about here? Ooh, I feel put on the spot. Mm. That's what I do. I like to make my guests <laughs> uncomfortable, put them on the spot. <laughs> so... There, there was a very solemn day. Um, when was it? Probably two weeks ago now. Uh huh. When Klondike announced that Choco Taco, no, Taco. There no, <laughs> no more, and um, it's just a sad moment. It's end of an era, <laughs> and I would like to see some sort of revival of that <laughs> locally. <laughs> so no one's asked you yet if you're gonna if we're gonna be bringing a Choco Taco. No one's asked. <laughs> no one probably cares, but. <laughs> I want to get a Choco Taco on our menu as soon as possible. Uh, we're not announcing that, I'm assuming, but we're, no. we're trying to speak no. it into existence. <laughs> no one has asked, except for me in my own head, and I want to see a Choco Taco. Okay. Okay, so this that. is a very good reason to follow Countryside Cones <laughs> on Facebook and on Instagram. If that Choco Taco does come back then you can run out and get it. And if it doesn't, you won't be disappointed because just the normal custard is fantastic. 
one of our dreams too, or one of the things we have is, uh, you know, a, a cute ice cream truck at some point. Um, yeah, maybe that'll be next. <laughs> I don't know when that'll happen. That's yeah, kind of like no those things down the road. Next, but that, maybe that's next. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wh- wh- where do we go from here? An ice cream truck. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Has to, yeah. I mean, who doesn't remember the ice cream truck dinging down the street? It happened so rarely. When you heard it, you ran out. You always got something. Really a special treat. Right. Let's bring that back. Okay. Maybe it's still here. I just haven't seen them in a while. I I have not seen one in years or heard one, I guess. You hear them more than you see them. But anyway. All right. I've got two questions that I like to ask just about everybody that I have on the podcast. And I am really excited to ask you guys because you're so new and fresh in this industry that I think you can provide some good insight. First question, what is one thing that you feel like most people who come into the ice cream shop don't understand that you wish they did? That we're human and we're bound to make mistakes I, I think I wish they would know that this is a unique product in Omaha um, that custard out of this soft serve machine, the way it's prepared, you're not going to get it anywhere else except really the Jersey Shore boardwalk. And one thing I've noticed is there have been some, one really rewarding thing is I ran into um, a man there by himself. He's a dentist, uh, military, and he was eating the cone. He came up to me and says, "This is Jersey custard." Yes. And he he does not know he doesn't know our backstory. He just walked in, and I go, "Yes, it is." I he just guessed it. He knows it, the flavor. And I think I wish more people walking in would know this is a real special treat in Omaha. Beautiful. That's a perfect answer. And now to get you guys out of here on a positive note, you're new in this. What is your favorite part? about being a part of the restaurant slash hospitality industry now? Man, all the people that I've met, I think for sure. I mean, everyone in that food industry has been, for the most part, welcoming and excited to help us. And, um, yeah, I just feel a lot more connected to the community. I mean, just meeting customers and other uh, merchants in Countryside Village. It's just, it's been really fun. So, No question. Being woven into the community deeper. Best part. Love it. Can't can't end on a better note than that, I don't think. So, listeners, I mean, there there's a lot of good places that you can go in Omaha for ice cream, and I frequent those places as well. Countryside Cones, I would encourage you to visit because it is something that's unique. For all the reasons that we outlined off the top, it, it is just, it is a different product. Um, just the rich creaminess of it is something that you're not really going to find other places. It's something really special. But it's so much of what you said, Allie, and you've come back to it time and time again. This is a place where you can make memories, I think, and you can have experiences. It's more than just eating ice cream, but it's it's doing something with your family, with your kids, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be that I think you're going to remember past that evening when the cone or the dish is consumed so jason alley thank you so much for coming on the podcast today giving me the time i really really appreciate it thanks Thanks for having us dan it's our pleasure yeah thank you omaha as always thanks for eating with us a media production